Welcome. Welcome to the award-winning Songs That Changed You. Yes, that's right. We won the podcast award. <laughs> Crowned this week the best health and well-being podcast at the Radio Today Podcast Awards 2023. I'm pretty pumped because the only reason I do this show is to win awards. No, it's true. It's not to share these incredible stories and hear transformation happening in people's lives. No, no, no. It's for the shiny little plaques, the certificates and trophies. And we got one now. <laughs> Today on the show, I imagine we may have a few new listeners tuning in for the first time because of the big fish we caught. Dami Im. If you're one of those people, why not subscribe? There is a whole back catalogue of great episodes for you to enjoy. Obviously, after this one, like, listen to Dami. She's amazing. But then go back and check out all the old ones. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Yes, it's time to talk music once again, and not just any music. We're talking songs that have changed people's lives. And today we are joined by a woman that we were all introduced to around 10 years ago on X Factor. She's competed for Australia in Eurovision, been a household name for many years now. Dami Im, how you doing? I'm good, very good. Um running around being busy but it's a good thing yeah well you've just released the uh the new ep uh in between you must be very busy at the moment yeah yeah i just uh it's been a really hectic few weeks um we've been on tour uh, on the east coast and then yeah i've come home and i'm doing other stuff but i also have a 14 month old so it's kind of very, very busy on that level as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um understandable. They are um quite the handful. Yes, indeed. Dummy, what is the song that you have chosen that we're going to discuss today? I've chosen "Amazing Grace." My chains are gone. By uh, Chris Tomlin. Am I right? That it was released in the early two thousands. Yeah. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior. So tell me, when did you first hear this? Um, I don't even remember. Sometime at church, but it just we sung it so many times. Uh, would have been when I was at uni that we were really singing this a lot. It was just part of our songs that we we sang on Sundays and things. But then when I started to sing it, you know, become a singer myself, and I was singing at other churches. That's how I got started. I used to sing this. Song. Like I used to, uh, I went back to Korea for a couple of years to, you know, be a Christian gospel singer. And I used to sing this song as part of my, you know, repertoire. And I used to get invited to all sorts of different small churches with sometimes like five 
people in the in the you know congregation, five yep. grandmas in the countryside, or, or a youth camp in the countryside, or a juvenile detention center, or a mega church sometimes. But I used to sing this song a lot because I felt like I could express how I feel about my faith and my relationship with God. So what was it about this song that drew you to that message of, of grace and things? I think, you know, we all know Amazing Grace, that that's him. And you sing it so many times since you're a little kid. But then with that added chorus that goes, my chains are gone. And then you just go, oh, my gosh, that's kind of explains what that grace has done for me. You feel so liberated right yeah. and you know it's amazing grace oh how sweet the sound but then that grace you you just want to shout it out like i am free i'm loved i am accepted for who i am i'm yeah i just loved being able to just belt that out i guess people even the grandmas would listen to the you know the amazing grace something they know and then that's that added bit which makes people go oh there you go. There's, there's, you know, another little thing we, we that's not as familiar to them, but it just explains of liberation that we feel, that I feel from knowing what God's done for me. It's a powerful song. Like, you know, the original, like you said, like it's a really old hymn. We're talking like 1779, I'm pretty sure I've got written here. and. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, like to, for it to be still powerful, you know, 200-odd years later, you know, there's got to be something to that. There's got to be something that yes. there's a reason for that, you know? Yeah, if I could write something that <laughs> would last that long and still change <laughs> people's lives, oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that. You're somebody that has been very open about your faith over the years and things, but I feel like uh, when you released Pray a couple of years ago, it was probably your most overtly Christian song. Was that a difficult decision? That song, I wasn't going to write something that would be about faith or anything like that, to be honest. So when I went to write that song, it was a session with Audius, who's, you know, who's a really great songwriter. He's written with heaps of people like Delta Goodrum and all these other, I don't know, he's amazing. He's just so talented. And we got in the room and it was in the middle of the pandemic. And I just said, I want to write something that's happy and that's lighthearted. But then the more we talked, just talking about life and what we're going through, we were just saying, wow, this everybody's so scared. Everybody, you know, there's so much uncertainty in life. And it just became very, very deep. And so he's not necessarily of the same faith as, as myself, but it just became like that. And I like I started to talk about you know, God holding on to God and, and praying and how that's, that's how I feel like I can get through such a, uncertain times. And even though we didn't have the exact same faith, he was really moved by our conversation. And, and so we just started writing and it, it became pray. And 
it, you know, at, at first when we finished it, I thought this is cool, but um, you know, I was a bit hesitant as well. Like, is this going to upset people? Yeah, you just don't know how people would receive it. But then, um, my manager heard it, and you know, he's also not of the same faith. But then he's like, "This is a really great song. I really love it." And I, I was like, "Really? Do we have to release it?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cowardly one, and he was like, "Oh, you should share it. Like, don't be ashamed." <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you know. Sometimes you just feel like I'm not brave to just be like, "Yeah, he's," you know. And and then there's people around me who encourage me to do that, and uh, yeah, I, I felt very humbled by that. And and now I sing it at at all my shows and my recent tour. I sang it and. You know that not everybody would love it because it's about faith. But then I also know there's people out there that needs to hear that, that are looking for something to hold on to. And I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that God would use that to just trigger something to then for them to find grace. Yeah, I can imagine it, it was a, a little bit of a, a tricky thing to navigate and to decide is the world ready like i said you've been very open about your faith you're in in lots of interviews and over the years and things but it's another thing to release a song and hope that other people are gonna enjoy that song and get as much out of it when they may not share that same faith yeah and it's not like the most radical song about christianity <laughs> either so i feel a bit embarrassed to be having this conversation but it is getting harder and harder to just share faith and like a lot of people are sensitive about different topics and I think it's definitely a, a challenge for everybody, including myself, to try and, you know, not be cowardly in, in certain circumstances. Getting back to uh, Amazing Grace, how often are you listening to that these days and how much impact does it have for you, you know, in 2023? Not so much listening to it, but I sing it a lot. I sing it in my my spare time when I'm I just want to sing something to God and feel that connection again. If I'm feeling a bit anxious, it's something I'm humming and I'm hoping, you know, my baby gets to hear it and just be a part of his repertoire, uh, along with who's the king of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have both, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, Dami, we're going to play the song for everyone now. And uh, yeah, I would encourage you, you know, like I said, it's a song that's like 200 odd years old, but it's been reinvented and it's been a message that everyone cross generation for many, many years have been able to latch onto and to get something from. So I would encourage you to try and listen to it with uh, fresh ears now. Dami, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Loved it. Amazing how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. 
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>